0: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh And the technology. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad, rad And we're back today to reveal who's winning the battle for best movie villain of the 80s. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. So here's the deal. This is the uh, annual national 80s tournament where we find some topic, we, we bracket it out like it's the NCAA, and then we let you, the listeners of Stuck in the 80s, vote for it online. And we've already finished round one and round two, and we're going to reveal the results today of who are the best Movie villains of the eighties. Wouldn't that be the worst eighties villains of the eighties? No, if you were a if you were a bad movie villain, you would go and turn yourself in. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, villain. wait, you're bad, so that's like your
1: worst now. Yeah, okay. I've modifiers.
0: It's the opposite of the seventies. Got it.
1: Okay, okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So we've done two rounds. You know, just in the interest of not completely flooding you with. Uh, shows with lots of statistics We try to kind of boil this down a little bit. So we did the first two rounds. We're ready to reveal those, those results. And then we will give you the evil eight matchups.
0: Right. And remember, these are the, the way you wanted it. I mean, this is how you voted. I mean, Brad and I each had one vote, but you guys decided who the, the winners are. So uh, let's get started with the round one results in the Rich before you do bracket,
1: that. I think we can. I think we can all agree that no one is a winner here, Steve.
0: No, we're all winners because we all enjoy <laughs> these movies. Okay. Uh, rich bully bracket uh, number one seeded Gordon Gecko knocks out Rachel Phelps from Major League. Not surprising.
1: No, um, sentimental favorite, but Gordon Gecko is going to crush her. Right. This like he does interesting everybody.
0: One. Interesting one. Uh, number seven seeded Tony Montana from Scarface takes out Catherine Parker from Working Girl.
1: Mm, yeah, he does.
0: Yeah. uh I'm just now seeing this. I, I'm just now seeing these results for the first time. Um, Victor Maitland from Beverly Hills Cop uh, defeats the Duke, A number one, from uh, Escape from New York. That's sad. I, I I know I voted for the Duke. Yeah. Final matchup for the rich bully bracket, uh, Renee Belloc. From Raiders of the Lost Ark, defeats Belosh. Uh, Belosh defeats uh, Randolph and Mortimer Duke from Trading Places. Uh, that was a tough one for me. I think I
1: think I ended up going with Belac. But well, uh, you know how we, we, you know of my love for the movie Trading Places. So yes, yes we are they, moving. are. they are really quite evil. Like for a buck, <laughs> you did that for a buck. You <laughs> a- <laughs>
0: big time. So, who won the next bracket?
1: <clears throat> okay, so we move into the Williams Zabka School Bully Bracket. Our first matchup is Johnny Lawrence against Roy Stalin from Better Off Dead. Roy Stalin dead on arrival. Uh, Johnny Lawrence crushes him, sweeps the knee, 87%, moving on. Uh, the next matchup, Biff Tannen against uh, sentimental favorite Chet from Weird Science. Chet, we hardly knew you. Biff Tannen has moved on to the next round. Uh, third matchup is was the Heathers uh, against Steph from Pretty in Pink. There is no power in numbers. Steph takes him down 61% of the vote. And the last matchup, Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off against frat boys Stan Gable and Fred the Ogre Palowaski from Revenge of the Nerds. The nerds once again have their revenge. The principal moves on and the frat boys go
0: home. Very nice. Uh, the sci-fi bracket. Uh, my sentimental favorite, the Kurgan from Highlander, defeats Thulsa Doom from Conan the Barbarian, thus ending the great James Earl Jones debacle of the bracket.
1: Yeah, we did have some, uh, we did have some complaints about, uh, you know, that we had bent our own rules to include James Earl Jones and then James Earl Jones' voice. And, you know, to those people I say, um, you know, please submit all complaints in writing. And uh, please attach them to a hundred dollar bill for maximum efficacy.
0: I think you hit the the nail in the head when you said we bent our rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know. Yes, they you are. Like
1: the brackets. <laughs> no one's holding the gun to your head, people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least I hope. If they are, please call nine one one. By all means. Uh, the next, the next matchup was Khan from Star Trek Two versus uh, Dillinger slash Sark from Tron. Uh, it's end of line for Sark. Uh, Khan moves on with an amazing eighty four percent of the vote. Uh, ooh, uh, Roy Batty from Blade Runner mm. wins a close one over Mama Fratelli.
1: From he's Big my one. he was my dark horse. He was my dark horse. Oh, he's so good.
0: <laughs> I love the the closing speech, the closing little speech he gives at the end of the movie before he dies. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm
1: I'm a sucker for a good monologue.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, great matchups, here's another one. Darth Vader from Empire Strikes Back defeats the Terminator with an amazing 75% of the vote. Yeah.
1: Didn't even need his lightsaber. Just used the Force Choke.
0: Poor poor Arnold. Uh, Anyway, tell us about the results from the next bracket.
1: Okay, so the fourth bracket, the positions of power. First matchup is Richard Vernon, a principal from The Breakfast Club, against Guido the Killer Pimp in Risky Business. Guido may have a chrome-plated handgun, but he did not have the vote. Richard Vernon moves on with 78% of the vote. Uh, the second matchup, and I thought this was a really good one, was Hans Gruber from Die Hard versus uh, the Joker from the Batman movie, 1989 Batman movie, and Hans Gruber... You know, he and uh, he and his votes will be sitting on the beach earning. Is it twenty percent?
0: I guess maybe.
1: Jesus, I'd be I'd be damned happy to get ten. But uh, anyway, Hans Gruber moves on. Uh, the third matchup: Clubber Lang from Rocky Three against Frank Booth in Blue Velvet. And this time, Clubber Lang's prediction was correct. Pain for Frank Booth. Seventy-three percent of you said Clubber Lang moves on. And our last one, this is an interesting one. You got Alex Forrest from Fatal Attraction versus General Zod from Superman 2. Alex Forrest did not kneel before Zod. Moves on by a margin of two votes. Wow, two votes. Yeah, that's democracy, people, right there.
0: Is she the only female villain villain to have made it to round two? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Interesting. Let's see how things go. So that's how you voted for round one. We now have the results from round two. We closed the voting yesterday. Uh, Brad has uploaded them. I have not seen them before just now. And uh, let's get into it. Uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers
1: was not involved.
0: The, uh, the first matchup was Gecko versus Belloc. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? And Gecko moves on. Greed yeah. is good. Mm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, no, neither per- am I. Ooh, this one's surprising, though. Uh, Victor Maitland from Beverly Hills Cop by three votes takes out Tony Montana. I don't
1: know from under what stone you crawled, or where you get these
0: ridiculous ideas about me. Wow!
1: Say goodbye to my little friend.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Oh.
1: I guess he even he only had so much ammo.
0: Give us the next bracket, buddy. Okay,
1: next bracket johnny lawrence from karate kid against ed rooney from ferris bueller's day off and in real life the principal usually wins but in the movies
0: enemy deserves no mercy
1: johnny lawrence once again sweeps the knee and finishes him get him a body bag ed rooney's going home okay enough of that next matchup was biff tannen from back to the future against steph from pretty in pink well, the pretty boy never stood a chance against a tough kid from the wrong side of the tracks.
0: Yeah, I have your car towed all the way to your house, and all you got for me is light beer?
1: <laughs> Biff Tannen crushes him. Uh, Boot on the throat, 74% of the vote.
0: Not loving that one. Not 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 happy.
1: Yeah. That is the right decision, whether you agree with it or not.
0: Uh, you think? I do. I do.
1: He's just a rich punk.
0: I think what's happening here, though, I think I think the more mainstream movies, the more popular movies, those villains are winning out over the.
1: Oh yeah, Pretty in Pink. Nobody likes that film.
0: Well, no, but I'm saying compared to Back to the Future. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just just it's just a theory, just a theory. Uh, anyway, sci-fi bracket. Oh no! See, this is what I was afraid of. Darth yeah. Vader beats the Kurgan with seventy-seven percent of the vote. I find your lack of faith disturbing. See, yeah. perfect example. There's no way that Vader is more evil
1: than the Kurgan. Well, okay, okay, maybe in that particular movie, but look back at the, you know, in what we know now. You know, he killed all those kids at the Jedi Temple, like in Cold Blood.
0: We don't know. We weren't there. We, weren't there. we don't know. <laughs> but it happened a long time ago. We should be able to look it up. I'm pretty sure we don't even have uh, jurisdiction over that. That galaxy. No, you're probably right. uh, The next matchup, uh, Khan versus Roy Batty.
1: Do you know the Klingon proverb that tells
0: us revenge is a dish that is best served cold? Time to die, Roy Batty. Um, Heartbreaker. You you only scored 28% of the vote. That's not going to cut it.
1: Yeah. The attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion won't save you now.
0: Uh, What's the final bracket results?
1: We got Richard Vernon from the Breakfast Club against Alex Forrest from Fatal Attraction. Alex Forrest will be ignored. The
0: next time I have to come in here, I'm cracking skulls.
1: Principal Vernon moves on with 60% of the vote. And in the second matchup, Hans Gruber in Die Hard versus Clubber Lang from Rocky 3. Hans Gruber again. When Alexander saw the breadth
0: of his domain, he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer.
1: Moving on with 80% of the vote.
0: Wouldn't it be interesting if we end up seeing for a final? I don't know how it's going to work out because I, I don't have the brackets in front of me. But Hans Gruber versus uh, Gordon Gecko. That
1: would be very 80s indeed. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: so here we go. So that's how you voted for round two. Now, round three, the brackets are now open for you to vote in. If you go to sit80s.com, you will see the form there. You can vote. These, this is completely up to you to decide who goes on from here. And we're going to tell you right now what the matchups will be. In the rich bully bracket, the championship uh, will be between Gordon Gecko in Wall Street and Victor Maitland
1: in Beverly Hills Cop. So do you, can we make predictions here? Sure. I, I know who I want to win. I want Victor Maitland to win because Gordon Gecko is just a slime ball. But that means that Gordon Gecko is probably going to win because he is a better villain. But I just oh, I hate that character. I want him out of my bracket. My theory but he holds in the bracket.
0: I know. <laughs> my, I, I'm torn. If my theory holds, Beverly Hills Cop and Victor Maitland should win. But uh, we'll see.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know.
0: Next one the the bully bracket, Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid versus Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. That's a good. Ma- that's a one and two matchup.
1: That's a, that's a dream matchup. Yeah, that's a dream matchup right there. Think, that's the right Tannen, matchup for that bracket. I think
0: Tannen. Biff Tannen takes it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess he does have he has more longevity, and he doesn't turn he was nice a nice bad to guy in three hands, movies yeah. and he doesn't give him the trophy. you're yeah. okay, kid <laughs> so the sci-fi and fantasy baddies this is oh this is a great matchup this is uh this is the matchup that has been argued over um Usenet boards for the last twenty years uh who is a better bad guy Darth Vader from Empire Strikes Back or Khan from Star Trek Two The Wrath of Khan. Oh, I love that one. I'm really interested to see how that goes.
0: You want my prediction? I think Vader crushes him.
1: Yeah, I think I think Khan should win. So, again, I'm going to trust the 80s nation to go against me yeah. personally. I mean, it's not personal. I don't take it personally much.
0: The Who's hate the fire fi-
1: fuels me. <clears throat> and the final matchup, uh, we got Principal Vernon against Hans Gruber. Uh, that's a one versus two. And I think the two seed upsets the one seed there. I think Gruber's moving on. Alan Rickman... As- it's well so, so good in this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so now remember, so now it's completely up to you. Go to sit80s.com. We'll probably also put the link on our um, Facebook page. We'll put the link on Twitter. Um, if you, we, We're on all those places, by the way. If you don't follow us on Twitter, you're missing half the fun. And vote. You'll have about a week maybe. Yeah. To, but the sooner the better because Brad and I get weird and we decide suddenly to change the rules. So you want to make sure you get your we, votes We would never in. do that. That Wait. would be wrong. You know what's never wrong, though? <laughs> <laughs> the
1: That's Shaggy's.
0: Uh, the Miscord friend that is reader mailbag. And after a couple of weeks where we were playfully, playfully teasing you that you weren't writing enough, you wrote a lot. <laughs> and so, and we went back and we found some older emails that people reminded us of, and, and we're sorry. You know, and we, but, uh, but we'll read a couple of them today and these are some fun ones. Um, the first letter is, um, oh my gosh, it's about the, uh, March uh, villain madness and it's from Tino in Las Vegas. Brad, you want to do the honors?
1: Yeah, here we go. So Tino writes, I just finished listening to the March villain madness episode and I cannot believe that you left out John crease from the karate kid. This is an outrage. I get it that you wanted to get Zabka in there in some form, but technically he was just a pawn in Kreese's dojo and not a true villain. If I ever see you in person, I will be sure to sweep the leg. Tino in Las Vegas. Wow. He's, He's got a good point. Uh, there's a po- I mean, Kreese is a bad guy, but, uh, you know, I, th- I, I think we have to hold Zabka, Zabka, Jimmy, Johnny Lawrence, responsible
0: for his actions. He chose to beat the crap out of that kid multiple times. Yeah, yeah nearly killed him. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. What was the next one? Uh, we have an email here from, oh, Lynn Greer from Riverdale, New York writes. And uh, Lynn says, hi, guys. First, let me say that I'm happy that you're doing your podcast more frequently. And just as an aside, yes, Brad and I are trying to do them every week now. We yep. have plans to try to release them every Sunday. So, Our commitment um, to the 80s knows no bounds. Well, it knows bounds. And those bounds are one a week. <laughs> <laughs> Up to uh, one time a week <laughs> uh anyway, Lynn continues. I listened to your latest podcast this morning. And I noticed that you did not announce the winners from last week's Seggy, Just curious as to why uh hubby is anxious to find out if he was correct in his answers. okay well, let's take another aside here, yeah, um because we're doing it every week now, and people aren't kind of used to that yet, we're gonna sort of alternate the seggies a little bit, so like one week we'll do uh you know. Mad, you know mystery movie moment and name that eighties tune and then the next week we might do uh the name that mystery T V song. So so You mean MTV.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you'll you'll get used to it and eventually like as we all become one big tight family we'll 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 work it all out together through some tight therapy and stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rap session on that one, brother. Yes, I am too. Um so Lynn continues and we, and we will stop with the asides at this point. Lynn says, Meanwhile uh, I was listening to your podcast on the bus this morning on the way to work, and I scared the passengers around me when I practically <laughs> jumped out of my seat after knowing the TV theme song to, we're going to give it away right now, it was The Fall Guy. Uh, I used to watch that show with my mother all the time and even downloaded the theme song on my iPhone. Well, that's Yeah, crazy. I've had that stuck in my head for a week, thanks. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people got that one right. I don't think anyone got it wrong. I also wanted to wish Steve good luck on his blind date with the 80s cruise girl, a.k.a. Buckeye girl. I hope it works out. You already have an entire decade in common. Until next time, I am hopelessly stuck in ease with you guys. Lynn Greer from Riverdale, New York. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, I'm still in touch with Buckeye girl. Um, So we will see where that goes. Um, I know one of Buckeye girl's uh, cube mates actually wrote in, to answer the Seggies last week. So that's kind of cool.
1: That's good. That's good. So let me take this next one. Um, Cecil Calhoun writes, Brad and Steve, just as the sun always shines on the 80s, thanks to you two, the name and musical cue for your new segment, the mystery TV theme, cries out to be the sun always shines on TV. The first several notes are instantly recognizable, like the opening notes of Sledgehammer. Brilliant segment idea, by the way. I appreciate the time and energy you invest in keeping the show fresh. Cecil. Well, he's just flattering us there at the end, which of course we're happy to accept.
0: Um, that's a pretty good idea, and I love that song. Well, maybe we'll do that. We'll see. That, that's that's a really good idea. Last uh, email is from Tom in Austria. Tom writes, "I have a question for Eighties Nation. My wife, being German and having spent her formative years growing up in West Germany, she has a rather different memory of our beloved decade. Thus, I get to it's reg- all
1: Hasselhoff, right? <laughs> yeah, all Hasselhoff."
0: Uh, Thus, I get to regularly introduce her to 80s-era Americana. Thanks to her thoughtful husband, she has gotten to see the Star Wars movies, Princess Bride, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, Top Secret, Airplane, and Spinal Tap, much of which has helped her get the 80s-era pop culture references in current-day media, all of which used to fly right over her head. Last week, I thought I'd introduce her to a new offering on Netflix, (laughs) Police Academy. Oh, no. no. Why? Do you love your wife? Do you want Why? her to leave you? Uh, to my great you surprise. You had one job, Tom. <laughs> I, I, I did recently just see this again for the first time in maybe 20 years. and It's it's all over the place. I mean, it's... I mean, the first one must be okay because they made like 42 more of them. There's a lot of jokes in there that would be inappropriate today. Let's just put it that mm. way. Um, okay. Okay. Not very PC. Uh, To my great surprise, she said she'd already seen the movie. Never would have guessed that movie would have made it over to mid sized German city cinemas. Can't believe I actually (laughs) said that without (laughs) slurring it. Here we go. Uh, Tom continues So, my question to 80s Nation is for suggestions for other beloved 80s movies to bestow upon my American pop culture. Ah, can't get it all out, Tom. To bestow upon my American pop culture challenged better half. Ugh. That's a lot of adjectives. It is. Um, The Terminator is in her queue for her to see soon. That's a good one. Um, Thanks for being the Casey Kasem duo of 80s podcasting and keeping us all hopelessly stuck in the 80s, Tom and Austria. Wow. Oh, well, Fast Times at Richmond High obviously needs to be. Yeah, that's a good
1: choice. I was going to say, you know, Terminator is a great choice, and I think it is a touchstone. But if you're looking for like kind of a catch-all Schwarzenegger 80s movie, you can't go wrong with Commando.
0: Yeah, it is the it's like, so the silly. <laughs>
1: it is so silly. Like, just turn off the reality filters and just enjoy it. You know, like when he crashes a car into a into a telephone pole going sixty miles an hour, and his head moves forward about two inches. Like, oh yeah, okay, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> he didn't mention. He didn't mention Back to the Future. That obviously needs to be in there. Oh yeah, although you yeah, know, does doesn't there. have a. I mean. Fast times rich You don't high think first. that has a lot of pop culture touches? Yeah. To the 80s? I think, I think
1: Back to the Future is embedded in people's consciousness yeah. as far as I mean, 80s people.
0: Seen it. He has to have seen it. Anyway, yeah. uh, his, his uh, invitation is to everybody else, so please write us at podcast at sit80s.com with suggestions for Tom's wife um, in Germany. Interesting. There's some pretty good... Well, there should be some... There's a certain number of movies that are based in Germany in... The 80s. Um, one is Gotcha with Anthony. Edwards. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, what other 80s movies were based? That that, pro- and that probably drives them crazy because I'm sure that movie is so ridiculously not even close to being near reality that they'd probably just be upset by watching. Having
1: never been to East Berlin, I couldn't say.
0: White Nights, you know, but but then again, not not. More more communist than it is about the eighties.
1: Yeah, that does, Yeah, if you're going to set a movie in Germany in the eighties, or at least that, you know, it's going to be a Cold War movie. By which I mean, it's going to focus on those themes.
0: So yeah, my, my my fast times for sure. Valley Girl would be one. Gosh. Anyway, we'll send them in. Podcast at sit dot com, and we'll pass them along to Tom.
1: What's happening? Hot stuff.
0: Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for a mystery movie moment. We will play a snippet from a movie from the 80s. If you can get it right, uh, you're entering uh drawing for some swag. It'll either be a bottle opener or an uh, uh, 80s cruise trucker's hat. Or I have, let's see, what's this on my desk? Uh, it, oh, there's all that. Uh, oh a here's a good one. You can have my Amitar. empty bottle of blood pressure medication. That's, I'm not using that anymore. That's completely available to you. Um, <laughs> anyway, pay attention. Here's the <laughs> clip from the last show man yeah that's obviously tom cruise in taps a lot of people got this one right uh brad why don't you read some of the wieners oh my gosh take a deep breath here we go
1: winners include curtis Lanklos, rob Stroh, bernie the Duchess dutch oven in sydney australia mo money ryan the pirate in nashville dr john mark bovie lynn greer david Parrott, dave sidio sean fitzgerald jane lulu carol Jansen, Something stuck in my throat there Rob Reel, Silvio in Winter Springs, Florida Scott Compton, Ed from West Seattle Cheesehead Dave, Dave, Augie August An 80s cruise trivia victim
0: And me Uh, Pay attention Here's this week's mystery clip You're like a saint Because I bought my father a headstone Saint Chuck Well not just for that you nice. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener.
1: <laughs>
0: ah, the mystical frame that is named that 80s tune. Uh, you know the drill. We will play a snippet of a song from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for the swag. Pay attention. Here was the clip from the last time we did this little seggy. That's I Can't Wait by New Shoes.
1: Did anybody not get this? I mean, I think everyone in the free world emailed us on this one, Steve. I'm going to be reading the 80s phone book here. Winners this week include Nurse Marie in Bradenton, Florida, Kevin Wench, Tom It's Not A Tuma in Austria, Peter Ryan in Montreal, Gabriel Daigle, Beth in Tacoma, Kurt in Dirty Jersey, Angelic from Croatia, Oliver the Bard Bardenheyer, Scott in New Hampshire, Timmy from Camp Crystal Lake, Jesse El Gato Grande, Smith, Donnie Gettle, Alexander Peter, Todd in Minnesota, John in Phoenix, Canuck in Cali, Jeff from the other Weatherford, Rick in Kenosha, Brandy Farrow, DJ in Clinton, J. Swash in Beaver Creek, Tim from Toad Suck, Pecola Gym, oh, I guess that's Pensacola Jim. nice ad for, nice, adver, what do they call that? They shorten things, it's called a uh, abbreviation, thank you, Benoit St. John, and Buckeye Girl, including the rest of 80s Nation.
0: Uh, let's spin the wheel and see who gets these. Okay, looks like it's going to land on Pensacola Gym. You are uh, this week's winner, so you need to email us with your snail mail address and let us know, do you want a bottle opener or a trucker's hat? And uh, we'll get it on its way out to you. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at S I T com and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey guys. Uh, did you hear this week's mystery tune? I can't wait by new shoes. They're actually one of many, many bands that are going to be at the eighties in the sand. Uh, Event this fall. It is being held at Punta Cana and the Dominican Republic from November 11th through 18th. It features bands such as Loverboy, Night Ranger, Starship, Howard Jones, Winger, Berlin, Smithereens, Motels, uh, Tom Bailey from Thompson Twins. I'm going to like keep reading until someone passes out. Jody Watley, emotion, New Shoes, of course, hence the segue. Uh, Flock of Seagulls, Stacy Q. Anyway, the list goes on and on. Uh, MTV VJ's Alan Hunter and uh, Nina Blackwood will be there. So will downtown Julie Brown. So will uh, DJ Richard Blade from Sirius' First Wave. And a bunch of amazing actors are going to be there. Anthony Michael Hall, uh, uh, Debbie Foreman will be there. I will be there, too, during, doing the uh, trivia. <clears throat> the nice thing is we actually have promo codes already for this event. So when booking at 80s in the Sand, you'll save... $150 per person when using the SIT80s1 promo code to book Allure Rooms, and you'll save 250 a person when using SIT80s2 to purchase the exhale rooms i have no idea what that means that's that's righteous discounts for a week in uh at an all-inclusive because remember at an all-inclusive your drinks are covered your meals are covered your entertainment's covered basically if you can show up and breathe oxygen you're all set so go to uh 80s in the sand.com for more information or uh drop us a line at podcast at sit80s.com to find out more and we hope to see you there this fall at the breathless resort in punta cana Ah uh, yes, it's time to play. Please, please tell me now where we uh, take uh, questions from our f- listeners out there. I always want to say fans, but they're not fans; they're listeners. They're not they're readers. Fans. We always we talk
1: about reader mailbag, which yeah. bugs me every time. But I know. It's okay. You know, cool it's tradition. It. We'll Call it it's radical tradition.
0: mailbag. <laughs> I don't know what we're going <laughs> <laughs> to. Anyway, worse. so our, uh, so our readers, have a- our listeners, or, yes, our, friends, our friends, extended family, the 80's um, nation. Bill from One L in Boston writes. Someone recently asked me what my first band t-shirt was. I didn't even have to think about it. I remembered instantly. It was the police. It was a total bootleg, parking lot style shirt, jersey, black shirt with white three-quarter inch...
1: Nice. That is a classic concert look from the late 70s,
0: early 80s. Yeah, yeah. Complete with the in concert at the bottom so you know it's authentic. <laughs> That's a bootleg. I didn't, just, I didn't just get this at Walmart, man. Uh, the thing is, the store only had it in large, and I was all about 10 or 11. I'm low into, low into the growth scale, so it looked like I was wearing a bed sheet. Um, <laughs> the uh, bottom of the shirt went past my knees. I didn't care. I loved that shirt. So my PPTMN what was your first band T-shirt or any band T-shirt you were notorious for wearing? Uh, still stuck in the 80s, Bill, with one L from Boston. I know this one easily. Um, yeah, what do you got, Steve? Back in the early 80s, um, in it must have been middle school, REO Speedwagon was touring on the High Infidelity Tour. And so they had the, It was the white concert jerseys with the black three-quarter sleeves. Yeah. And it had the winged logo on the front. And on the back it said... Ario Speedwagon, and it had 81, which was the year. And it was b- beautiful, and I wanted one so badly. But I, was- <laughs> this T-shirt spoke to me, man. <laughs> it said 80 or 81. And I, I, in my mind, it says 81. So I could be wrong, but I'm going to stick with my answer. So, um, But I wasn't allowed to go to concerts yet at that age. But there was a store at Countryside Mall in Clearwater where I grew up called County Fair. And they yeah, sold... Okay. They sold, like, half-ass concert shirts. I'm pretty sure that's not the yeah. branding, but but it, it was <laughs> – But it speaks to their veracity. <laughs> so, so they had an REO Speedwagon concert jersey, so the front was exactly like it should be. It had the logo, the winged logo. It had the black three-quarter sleeves. But on the back, it didn't have anything. It was just blank. So I didn't care. It was like half a dream is better than no dream sure um i bought a lot of fake concert jerseys from uh county fair but that was my first how about you brad
1: <laughs> well uh, yeah i i didn't buy a lot of concert t-shirts until i was a little bit older like well first of all growing up in western oklahoma i didn't have a lot of access to actual shows um but then we moved to california and my options opened up a little bit um the first one i really remember buying and being just like oh was when i saw you two on the joshua tree tour at uh, at um the coliseum and i wore that shirt to death i mean you know i wore it until it was like just i remember at one point i just cut the sleeves off because they were getting so tatty and then the there was like a a u2 kind of oval logo in the in the middle of it in the front on the chest and that um eventually because it was like the uh, the imprint on it the ink there it wore around that. And so that like tore out, and I still had the shirt with like this little oval on my chest. I think at that point, I probably got rid of it. But man, I love that shirt. Um, and uh, they're touring again this summer, and I'm really kind of hoping that they'll bring back those designs. Oh, that'd be kind of smart. Because I'll buy another one in a heartbeat. Yeah,
0: buy a couple. Get one of them framed. Yeah, it was or...
1: like, you know, the U2 logo on the front, and then there's like kind of big vertical um, red, white, and blue, and there's, and Bono standing there playing guitar at the bottom of it. Oh,
0: I love that shirt. Oh, uh, it sounds great. It does sound great. Hey, great question. As always, you can always uh, send us your PPTMNs to uh, podcasts at com. That's all we have for this week. We will be back in seven days, one way or another. We have some uh, nice surprises in store for you over the next couple weeks. Uh, but in the meantime, go to com. vote for um, the next round in March. Uh, uh, the Evil 8. <laughs> the Evil 8 is what we're calling it. Uh, and in the meantime, Brad and I will be right here waiting for you, hopelessly stuck in the 80s.
1: Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering.